Hi, and welcome to Studying the Steps, where we take a deeper dive into the 12 steps. In each episode, an alcoholic woman in recovery helps us study individual steps as outlined in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Through her experience and knowledge of working the program, she gives insight on how to apply and practice the spiritual principles being studied. This podcast is from the Magdalene House, a recovery community for alcoholic women. We are a nonprofit organization located in Dallas, Texas, and we provide comprehensive recovery services to alcoholic women at absolutely no cost. You can learn more and support our mission at MagdalenHouse.org. Please note, the curriculum we teach through our programs at Maggie's is from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. However, we are not an Alcoholics Anonymous group, and we are not associated with AA. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. My name is Kelsey Amos, and this is Studying the Steps. So I'm pretty excited about our episode today. We're going to be talking all about step five. Uh, And I have two incredible women here with me, women that I look up to and admire. Uh, I've watched them in their programs, and I just really have a lot of adoration for these two. So I was very excited to have them on to talk about this amazing step five. Um, For our listeners, if at any point you love what you hear, feel free to share it with a friend, like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Spotify. So we'll just jump right into it, and we're going to have these ladies introduce themselves, and we'll start to my left. Hi, my name is Marlena, and I'm an alcoholic. Happy to be here. Hi, I'm Kristen, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm really happy both of you guys are here. (laughs) So let's just start off with talking about what is step five. So step five uh, is that step that comes after step four, Uh, (laughs) um, but it's a time where you're you're taking that inventory that you've spent um, probably weeks, two months writing, depending upon who you are, and uh, you're you're sitting down with a trusted person, your sponsor, and you're sharing that. What does the book say about step five? Because there's a lot of, I mean, there's several pages, I think, on step five, in the book, they make some really clear points to us. So Kristen, do you just kind of want to start reading that? Yeah, this is fun. Step five. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be fun, but on the other side, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I have highlighted in this, in my book, is we have been trying to get a new attitude and a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble was or trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in the personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This This requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our defects. You know, you can't really go to step five without going through one, two, three, four, just what Marlena said. And so the journey to five is, you know, the journey to four and the journey to two and the journey to one. And what it's about is, you know, the journey in four is writing these, you know, facts, you know, about my life down just to see my patterns. And this is a the place where I get to be seen in those patterns and, you know, 
get closer to my higher power. And, and, you know, another aspect that really was a, I would say vital part in my life is building that relationship with another person, you know, my sponsor, you know, I've told her so many times that, you know, she knows me probably more intimately than any other person and how cool that was because, you know, I held a lot of guilt and shame and so to be able to come out after relapses after relapses after relapses and you know to have that compassion and to be able to sit down and you know follow through with this fist up so that's exactly what this is about it's just you know putting speaking into existence when I put pen to paper yeah yeah I felt exactly the same way with my sponsor It was really powerful for me, I think, because I had never trusted a woman in my life before. And I think a lot of us have that experience. So being able to just sit there and just pretty much lay everything bare and raw and be really, really vulnerable and coming out of that experience feeling loved no matter what, that was really powerful for me. So, fun fact for our listeners, Marlena sponsors Kristen. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so you had mentioned relapses. Uh, have you, Marlena, have you been with Kristen through a lot of those? Through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah. what was it like for you as a sponsor to be there with her through that and helping her to see the truth about herself? So I think referring back to the most recent relapse, I've had a lot of experience over the years of people going in and out, so that has shaped my my personal resilience when that happens because it's always sad. You know, I, I know what that struggling is like. I know what relapse is like. It's it's not easy. So it it's sad to watch someone go through it. But as a sponsor, I know that my job is to like gently with love help someone see their truth right. and point them to God because ultimately, like that relationship with God is is what is going to help that person see what they need to see you know like i can have my judgments and my thoughts and my experience about it but at the end of the day it's really between kristen and her higher power and so um just trying to guide her towards um her truth with her creator and then being there when she's ready is i felt like my role when when we're dealing with relapse yeah absolutely i love that so kristen you have done how many fist steps have you done like told I have done probably I don't know like six or seven okay and you know this here recently I've done two as in working the steps and then you know just went over an X when we did <laughs> working the steps it was like a fit step mm-hmm. but no it's just as yeah. real so yeah. yeah so do you think that these last two have been different from the previous ones? Oh, 100%. How so? Well, the first ones, I mean, I wasn't exactly ready. I still was pretty arrogant <laughs> coming in. And, you know, this this last time, it was just, it was different because it was just more layers of an ego being deflated. You know, it was just getting deeper into that because, you know, the first layer was it was vital and and then the next one was just even more because the next one ended up leaving something off my fifth step and so I got to experience sitting and you know taking the hour and making the phone call and then Mm -hmm. making the phone call to my sponsor uh you know 
because I got to do the fifth step with my grand sponsor too. And so after that, calling my sponsor to let her know that I had let something off as well. Um, so it was just a, a new exper- experience all the way around. Yeah. You know, I think both ways I was very desperate. Yeah. And I don't know if I was at that desperate all the other times. Yeah. That's been my experience too. Mm-hmm. I did a fifth step in a previous attempt at sobriety and it was not thorough and not honest and I was like I don't want to do this and so I'm pretty sure I relapsed like that night (laughs) you know um and then this time coming in like I was just I was terrified but I was also desperate you know Mm -hmm. and like just I gotta trust this lady that I've known for a couple months at this point and it was amazing so what was your first fifth step like with Marlena it was humbling. Yeah. It was. Did you have any fear going into it? I think I was really ready to get it all out. It was humbling <clears throat> on a few ways. You know, one, because I had one person I was resentful at and they showed up, you know, nine times and I was pretty embarrassed halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just, I could see and I was tired of saying it, you know, it was, yeah, I could see. So it was powerful in that way. And then, you know, another way is just, like I said, I was, I was ready when I was ready and it takes what it takes. And we got to dive deeper on some, some things that, you know, I I had to put on old fed steps, um, you know, like child trauma, child, you know, abuse, sexual abuse and, you know, it just, it was another layer. I finally got to see that, you know, hanging on to it for, you know, 30 years, what that was doing and how I was showing up in this world. And, you know, I was willing and still have work to do. And that was the biggest thing is knowing that I still did, you know, because I like, was hesitant to put that on there. So mm-hmm. I would say it was just, I mean, full on trust and surrender. And I knew I shared it to Marlena. It's just... You know, I know that she was just as messed up as I was. You know, like that emotional, you know, from all the way around, I could just, I just knew that she, she was. And so it made it a little bit easier yeah. with desperation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Marlena, you've been sober how long? 12 years. 12 years. So that's a lot of years to, <laughs> to do fifth steps and to hear fifth steps. So going back to the very first time that you shared a fist up with someone, what was that like with your sponsor? It was, I thought it was going to be a relief. I really did. I thought that um, I had worked so, so hard on my fourth step. And I thought that, that when I was finished with my fifth step, I would feel more free and light. And I know that some people have that experience, but that was not my experience. Um, But I went into that fifth step with a lot of hope and a lot of trust because, um, you know, it talks about it in the big book about the alcoholic leading a double life. And like Mm -hmm. this fifth step is a time where we're like really exposing who we really are. Mm -hmm. And um, I was prepared to do that. um, But I don't think I wasn't really prepared for um seeing like connecting all the dots and seeing that truth about there was who i thought i really was and then there there was who i was 
on this paper according to this inventory right. and and that was that was a big experience um, right. but my sponsor was very kind and she was very gracious you know she did my fit my first fifth step was two different days because I could only leave treatment for like four hours at a time or something gotcha. and so this poor woman I mean she, <laughs> I think she was a single mom and like she but I mean she was a beautiful example of what that fifth step process is all about. Yeah. Um, she was of service to me in in the the most way that you can be of service to somebody, and awesome. and I carried that with me moving forward, or at least I try to. Yeah, that's amazing. So the book talks about it says um, solitary self appraisal. Yeah, we think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. And then it goes on to say at the bottom of that paragraph, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. And so I want to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about the next part of that paragraph. But that solitary self-appraisal, do you guys have experience with trying to do that? Just keeping things to yourself oh yeah i mean <laughs> for sure Cause, and i ask because i think a lot of us do yeah you know there's that one thing or those few things that i'm never gonna tell anybody mm-hmm. i think um you know i think that's also where step 12 is so important because mm-hmm. when i'm talking to it like when a sponsee calls me like when Kristen calls me and she's getting honest about stuff that she's struggling with and i'm and i'm able to support her and give her feedback and i'm like it's a it's a reminder to myself of like when's the last time i did this with my sponsor right i should probably do that you know yeah. so i mean i i don't intentionally do the solitary self-appraisal but i've certainly been guilty of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you know, I I definitely do. Sometimes I hold on to the belief, and it's an old pattern. And in, in ways, it's sufficient, but not in this case by any means. But, you know, thinking that my journal is sufficient for inventory and not sharing it. You know, it's like hanging on to that piece of something that I'm not going to share, you know, and just writing it out on there and not saying it to anybody. And, you know, just yeah. thinking that it's between God and I, you know, mm-hmm. with the motives behind it is fear. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know Yes. That. No, absolutely. I just remember there was this one thing that I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell her this part. <laughs> and then it was like the first thing that came out of my mouth, which was really cool. Um, and not on my own power, <laughs> right? And then there was another thing that didn't even come to my mind until two years ago, which was really crazy. Do you guys have any experience with like, because I hear kind of what the book talks about, like more will be revealed. So do you have any experience with something coming to you later, whether it be months later, years later, and you're like, oh, I need to like work through this? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would say I certainly have experience with that. I think that, you know, as as we stay sober, as we grow in our relationship with God, that's kind of what that spiritual growth is all about. We get mm-hmm. to uncover those things that we couldn't see before, maybe because we weren't ready or we just were stuck in delusion. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think there's been a couple experiences that they have occurred in sobriety mm-hmm. and I've needed to go back and, and do inventory and, and talk to my sponsor about them. And then other things that I remembered, 
um, that happened while I was right. using that or drinking and um, and was kind of like, oh, how did I not include that on my right. fifth step? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's crazy. And well, and that reminds me or makes me think of too, a lot of times when we're talking about step five, um, like when I'm doing next step group and somebody's worried about, you know, their inventory being thorough and honest and they're like, oh my God, well, the book tells me if I leave something out, I'm, I'm going to drink again. But, you know, I guess they're really worried about that accidental leaving something out. So what would you say to a sponsee that had that worry? I'd say I 100% relate to that. I, I mean, I really do. I feel really passionate about what you're asking me um, because I um, I never thought I would even really want to get sober. And then when I finally did want recovery and wanted to stay sober, I was in the midst of my fourth step. And so I was terrified yeah. that I wouldn't do it perfectly. And I, um, I poured my heart and soul into that fourth step. I really did. I tried so hard to be thorough, so hard to be honest. And, and at the time, I really thought I did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I look back, I still have that inventory, and I look back on it now, and I was like, wow, that is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, and here I am, right? Like 12 years yeah. later, right? And so what I would say to that is like, I knew when I was writing that inventory, I knew that like I was giving it the absolute best that I had and my higher power knew that. And so I was able to go through with that experience and I think stay sober for many reasons, but um, because God has grace, right? Yeah. And, and I knew that in my heart, I did everything I could to, to meet that requirement or that expectation. And so I would share that with people that, you know, you'll know if you're half-assing it yeah you'll know if you're leaving something out but if you know at the end of the day that like you have really tried your best I think that's more important than having like this perfect idea of what a fourth or fifth step is going to look like yeah so Kristen question for you (laughs) and maybe the same question for Marlena I don't know because I like to ask this question um, after someone has done a fifth step with their sponsor I always like to ask did she point out any character defects that surprised you? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I think that I was pretty open that I was a pretty not well person showing up <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Definitely. It was hard to let someone see that. I mean, that's a part of it. That's just the humbling part of also getting closer to our creator, like it says, you know, is to receive that. Right, yeah. What about you, Marlena? Did did your sponsor, in any of your, you know, sharing inventory with her, has she ever pointed out anything that surprised you? I don't know that any of it was surprising. I think... Um, what I wasn't really able to understand and see in the moment was how pervasive my selfishness was. Mm. So like I knew that I could be selfish, but the way that she helped me see exactly how selfish I really was, was something that was a bitter, 
a bitter taste and a yeah. bitter thing to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, and on the other side of that, I ha- most uh, sponsees I find are usually pretty receptive. I have had one sponsee tell me that I was a B word after <laughs> I shared the character defects with her. So, you know, not everybody likes that process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I was really surprised by anything. I just thought the wording was a bit harsh on some of them. I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay, but now none of it surprises me. So in the sense of, you know, there's a a lot of this part of the book talks about, like, making sure that you find the right person. And I'm really grateful that since this book was written, sponsorship has evolved and we don't really have to pick. Um, But... There is a part on page 74, and it says, Notwithstanding the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone, it may be one is so situated that there is no suitable person available. If that is so, this step may be postponed only, however, if we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the first opportunity. We say this because we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that he be able to keep a confidence that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan, but we must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone. So earlier, Kristen, you said that you had done your most recent fist step with your grand sponsor. So Mm -hmm. what's the story behind that? How did that transpire? (laughs) It's a pretty remarkable story that I could not have conceived or thought of really myself how it all played out and it's really just kind of I don't know I feel like Marlena and I's relationship just really started off on a spiritual part um, definitely had the depth and weight that I needed to, to get back to Texas but you know I I had relapsed and you know I was getting ready to go on a trip to Italy and you know, I was in the midst of it, and before I could come out and, you know, be honest and actually say that I had relapse, you know, we were going through, and, you know, it was suggested to not go to Italy, and that was really hard mm-hmm. because I had a plane ticket, and, you know, it was already paid for, and, and um, finally I came out and said that I had relapsed, and, you know, the biggest thing was that, you know, she had told me was that although I was ready right then, that... I didn't know that I, I would, I could only hope that I would have been ready whenever I came back to get sober, you know. And so when I came back, I didn't come back, sorry, but I didn't go to Italy. I decided to stay. I don't even think it was me, not even to say that it was I that decided to stay. It was just that moment that I stayed. I stayed to to work the steps. Um, you know, to to find relief. I was desperate in that moment, and I just I just trusted. I trusted Marlena's connection, and took the suggestion. And I was eager to work the steps. And in that time, she was going on a trip, and so I was able to do one, two, three, and four with Marlena. And so I didn't want to wait, you know, I was, I was ready, you know, and talking to Marlena and asking her, you know, you know, what do I do? What a suggestion and, you know, and taking this, you know, fifth step with someone that I trusted and, you know, that I wanted what they had to, but really essentially trusted to, to do this with. And so 
it was kind of like a mutual just thought of of, of Chloe, or, you know, my grand sponsor, her sponsor, uh, because I knew that she, how Marlena goes through the book and how she takes me through the steps is, you know, similar. It's the same, you know, it's mm-hmm. straight from the book. And so um, I called up Chloe, my grand sponsor, uh, to ask her if she would take me through and sit in and do my fifth step. And, and she did. And it was, it was remarkable, you know, one, again, another humbling experience who didn't know all of, you know, the history. It really was just a, a free woman sitting there, you know, doing their 12 step work. And that was just such a, you know, gift for me, you know, as well. And so, you know, she, she did the same. It was the same thing. I was, you know, I said that I got my list of character defects and my sponsor uh, suggests that I carry them around for two weeks so that I can, you know, get to know them and know which one crops up and know exactly which one crops up. You know, it's quite easy to say my character defects crop up. Chloe had me carry them around for 10 days. So that was really almost the, the only difference in, in essentially in how it was done, you know. Yeah. That was it. That's awesome. So, And so when... Marlena, when you came back. Oh, yeah. So when Marlena came back. Did you back, guys like have a powwow and catch yeah. up? Okay. We did. So, yeah, we did. So I did um, five, six, seven, and eight with Chloe. And then when Marlena came back, we did nine. And, you know, like I said, I had left something off my fifth stop. And so I called Chloe to tell her what I had left off my fifth stop. And she told me that I needed to call my sponsor. And so I called my sponsor then and had told her and so then we did catch up and you know shared about what was on the you know fifth step you know because again it's you know it's this relationship and about her putting my hand in my higher powers hand but also to see my patterns you know I say that a lot like you know my patterns to you know see me more to call me out more or call me back in whatever way you want to call it yeah (laughs) that's awesome Are you or someone you love struggling with the inability to stop drinking? At the Magdalene House, we believe that education about alcoholism and recovery is crucial to helping more alcoholic women and their families recover. Our staff is available to provide speakers to the public who will discuss the disease of alcoholism, how to help someone who may be struggling, and more available resources. To request a speaker, please visit our website at magdalenehouse.org slash resources and education. Okay, so I'm looking at this paragraph, the middle paragraph on 75. Um, Marlena, do you want to read that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. So, (laughs) I know, and you said earlier that, you know, people walk away feeling like, I don't remember how you worded it, but, you know, all like, woo, it's done. I did not have that experience. And you mentioned earlier that wasn't your experience. So what was your experience? 
you know, it talks about illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. I I thought what was going to be the hardest thing about the fifth step was like sharing all of those deep dark secrets mm-hmm. um, with my sponsor, um, things that I felt a lot of shame about, things that um, I didn't know if I'd ever if anyone else would ever forgive me if they knew that I did those things, right? Um, so I thought you know getting that off of my chest and showing my sponsor like in the resentments like see see all the wrongs I've been done like yeah I've somehow even though I've filled out the third and fourth columns neglected to really focus on that right going into this fifth step and that's why we do it and so I just thought that I'd like walk out of there being like oh my gosh like I am so happy and free and instead what happened and and I'm grateful for this experience was that my sponsor focused on the fourth column and the area of my mistakes um, where was I selfish? Where was I self-seeking? Where was I dishonest and afraid? Um, and if there were things that I couldn't see, she helped me see them. And um, we dove into those 80-something resentments um, with that with that focus on the fourth column. And then the fear inventory, sex inventory, sane and sound sex ideal. Um, and, you know, th- it, it was truly a gift for her to be able to take the time to help me focus on that. Mm-hmm. Because even though it was painful to look at who I was showing up as in the world, I absolutely needed to see that truth. And like it talks about how this is a vital step, vital meaning necessary to life. And I truly believe that that experience was necessary for me to live in recovery. Right. Um, and so. You know, I mean, I trust that my sponsor loved me and she wanted what was best for me. I'm sure it wasn't easy to point these things out, but she did that. And um, so I walked out of that fifth step feeling a little more disheartened by who I was and how I had shown up. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much my experience too. Like I didn't walk away all smiles and sunshine and do-do-do, but it was like I could take a full breath, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I didn't have to look over my shoulder I can see that which was interesting because my biggest fear going into it was that if someone knows me you know if if she knows all of these things about me she's not going to want to help me um but plot twist she wanted to help me more I think (laughs) you know and she was like okay I don't know if she wanted to help me more but I think that it it made me realize that those things don't make me unlovable you know, they don't make me unworthy. I'm not unforgivable and all of that. And so it wasn't like, um, you know, walking away into the sunset with God, but I felt like I could take that full breath and I felt like I was on the right path, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's really a testament to the sisterhood of this program. And, and Kristen, your experience with sharing your fist up with my sponsor, you know, I mean, when you are an alcoholic woman and whether you're on the side of unrecovered or the side of recovered, um, either way you have experienced this, uh, self-inflicted pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And it comes with that, like this sort of like secret language of understanding, right? Like if you're the unrecovered one, you are in it. And you're, if you're the recovered one, you've been there and you know what it's like and you know the way out. And so it just has this sort of bond that is, um, silent but always there and when you say that like you share these things with your sponsor and she wanted to help you more I mean that's exactly what this program is all about yeah you know yeah 
Um, kind of because you said that. Oh, I forgot how you worded it, but you worded it really well. You said that you could tell like your sponsor wanted to be there, or no, you were grateful that she took the time that she was being there. So that kind of puts me on the flip side of like y'all's experience listening, hearing a fist stop. Um, because Chloe says something that I really, really love that's always the first time I heard her say it, it just really stuck in my heart. And I heard her say it shortly before I heard my first fifth step um, from my very first sponsee. And she says that, I think it was her sponsor, her grand sponsor says that your fifth step is not completed until you've heard someone's fifth step, right? And so what was your, Marlena, what was your experience when you heard a fifth step for the first time when you got to be on the other side of it? Oh, I was so nervous I was going to do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I was like, uh, I, I mean, I, I, so truthfully, like, I always get a little anxious before I hear fifth steps. Yeah. Um, and it's because, like, it, I feel like I am fully, like, wide open to that experience. And so it, it's emotional. Yeah. It can be intense, depending on what it is. And, I mean, this is a time where, like, you know this other this other human being who probably has so many reasons not to trust other people um, is truly ready to bear like their soul to me, mm-hmm. and so I want to make sure that I am showing up in a way that it is like loving and trustworthy, and at the same time that I'm showing up in a way that a sponsor needs to show up and that you're gonna help someone see some truth that like they might not want to see, and so the first time I, I heard a fifth step, I think I. Um, actually remember who it was and it was an amazing experience i felt like i had just done a fifth step myself it it really i was like i felt like i went through one through five almost like listening to their fifth step and that's when i felt the fifth step promises i was like this is for the sponsor (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i was just like blown away that i got to be on the other side of it that someone trusted me that i got to um like point them in uh the direction of recovery in the direction of their higher power um yeah it was it was magical yeah that's amazing that's so powerful what about you Kristen? because i know you sponsor and you've heard fist steps now i have um you know i too get nervous especially the first one that i ever did and still even now and I know that I reached out seeking guidance for sure. Like, what do I do? How <laughs> yeah. do I do this? It's like, wait, you have experience. And so, you know, what, one thing that really drew me to Marlena, you know, with keep coming back is it's kind of cool to see, but, you know, the compassion, you know, it was every time that I had relapse, you know, just the compassion that would come after, you know, I knew that I could text her. I knew she was there ready you know, when I was going to call, you know, Mm -hmm. that she was going to pick up the phone. And so same thing going into the fifth step, there was just so much compassion, you know, to sit there and to listen. And, and so just to, to know that it was, it was that, that, you know, my higher power was just using me. And that was, that was my job is, is to, you know, make it not about me (laughs) and, uh, you know, to guide, but I had fear honestly and i did i had some fear over you know the character defects right you know how those were going to be received mm-hmm. you know but you know they've all been it's just gone how it's meant to go and it's been well you know yeah. and so that's but it's all been wonderful and i too had the experience 
of listening to one and getting done and feeling that, you know, that awareness to my higher power of feeling that full circle and really hearing my story, you yeah. know, just the same emotions and, you know, the same, not even circumstances, but just the same, you know, thought patterns. And it was just so so freeing as well to sit there and to to receive you know those 12-step promises too um so yeah they they are amazing and i too do get pretty nervous because it is i mean it's it's a big deal it is it's an intimate intimate you know place to to be and to to receive that trust and you know, it says, you know, we're uniquely qualified. And mm-hmm. it's that, just that right there, uniquely qualified to sit and to be a vessel uh, for a very vital, as it says, moment in our lives and in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, an experience too. Then this is something that made the time that I heard a fist up from my first Blancy really powerful. This is what made it powerful is that there was something, the thing on my fist up that was really, really hard to share with my sponsor. It was still painful. It was still icky. I was sitting across from my sponsee and in her, just her raw vulnerability, she started talking about what I had been through. And so the powerful moment was when I got to sit there and say, I've been there too, you know? So that was really, really cool. Do you guys have any like experiences like that of just like something that you were never going to tell anybody but your sponsor (laughs) and then you shared it with a sponsee? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, like I think on my fifth step was one of the most powerful experiences because like one of my like deepest, darkest moments of shame was that like I was um, like I went against the the code of the users and I um, ratted somebody out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, if people in treatment know that like I'm a rat, like I won't be accepted into this group. I won't. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was like the biggest one of the biggest sources of shame, even though there's so many other shameful things I had done. That's what I hold on to. Um, and so I like, you know, my my sponsor was um, somebody who was like a real deal. I be- believe that she had been out there like I had been out there. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to tell her um, that I had like snitched on somebody. And I thought she was going to be like, well, this fifth step's over. You know, I mean, really, like I was get out terrified. And um, and she just looked at me and she's like, man, there's no rules on the street. And like she was just like, that's what you're who cares? You know, I mean, she, and, that, and that was it. And I was like free of that shame. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I, I don't I can't recall a time that someone else has shared like that specific secret. But there have certainly been like other times where like that person, what they're sharing feels so big and so mm-hmm. alone. And um, I'm able to meet them in that moment with my yeah. own experience. And yeah. so, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's really important. And I think you, you're making a really important point about this step and that it's not just about, it's not a one-sided vulnerability, right? right? Like it's a two-way street mm-hmm. because that type of vulnerability on both sides, I think grows that trust and deepens that relationship. So, yeah, beautiful moment, I guess, that just clicked in my head of putting that together as well. You know, 
But sharing something, I mean, yes, I find that I am not unique in this, but I struggled so much with my ego and this, you know, trying to be perfect and, you know, trying to enjoy a reputation I know I don't deserve. (laughs) And so, you know, being able to be authentic and be able to share some of those experiences, like, you know, the things that I left off, my first step, like that one thing I was never going to tell anybody about creating a, you know, Facebook profile to go stalk an ex. You know, that was something that I was just so embarrassed, you know, so embarrassed. And to be able to share that, you know, in the rooms while carrying the message, mm-hmm. um, especially on the first step, you know, or, and it, it was it was a powerful moment. It was vulnerable. And even right now, it's vulnerable to share it, to just come out. But it's not about me, you know, yeah. because that is one of those things that I just felt so alone, you know, with. But that experience to be able to be helpful with somebody else, you know, I have faith in that. I have so much faith in that. Even sitting here trusting and listening to others, you know, just y'all two yeah. sitting and talking about the experience. There's just too much faith going around or power greater than us to, yeah. you know, to not have a little bit of a belief. Yeah. No, it's so funny because I also snitched on someone and stalked exes on Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, like, and I say that because it's so funny, like, when I, you know, I think this is experience of a lot of us is that we come in and we think that, I don't know, I was surprised at the things that people were talking about in the program of, like, why would you say that out loud, you know? And now it's like, yep, I've done that, done that too, mm-hmm. I've done that too, um, you know, and it's like, there's not really much you can tell us that we haven't done or heard of someone doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't think much about it. Yeah. And just, I think it's yeah. a really cool deal, you know, because there's no shame. Yeah. There's just no shame. And it's this beautiful thing of that freedom that comes with having no secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really powerful. I love step five. It's amazing. So there's this other, the paragraph after the promises that talks about what we do after we've shared our story with someone. Kristen, do you want to read that? Yes. It gives us clear-cut directions. Marlene and I talked for just a moment, and just the idea or thought of our favorite part in the big book over step five, and this is it, just because I had a moment with it um, for sure. But it says, returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. Carefully reviewing what we have done, we thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we return to the page which contains 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. (laughs) Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimmed on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? If we can answer to the satisfaction, we then look at step six. Okay, so this hour thing, for me, I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) I can't sit still for two seconds. You want me to sit still for an hour? So what was that like for you guys? Um, I think it was probably a little more welcome for me because I was in a treatment center where like we had roommates and no doors on the bathroom stalls and so like when you after you finished your fifth your fifth step it was like you got to go in like a room by yourself and so it was like oh my god um so anyway so I was like pumped for that part but 
It, yeah, I mean, I think it can be a challenge if you're someone who has a mind that likes to like race and wander and don't like to sit still. Um, it, it can be kind of a stressful hour to stay to stay focused on what had happened. But I just tried to use it as an opportunity um, just to look back over my fifth step or to look back over my fourth step to take a look at my sane and sound sex ideal again because I had turns out I did that very wrong and uh, and. Uh, and just kind of like, you know, I, I read, I did exactly what it said. You know, like I read the first five proposals. Um, I thought about if there's anything I left out. I tried to meditate. I tried to um, have a really long prayer. Like, I mean, I, I think I was just so open to the experience at that point that it did make it a little easier. And then when I went back through, I did the steps again with my sponsor around year 10. I think that was a lot harder to mm. do the hour. Why is that? Because I have all these privileges of the gifts of recovery, right? Mm. Like I... I have a house and I have a family and I have a job and like all of these external gifts of recovery is so different from where I was 12 years ago in treatment with like, I mean, I, nobody wanted to be around me. I had nothing left in this world. Um, and I was excited at the prospect of being able to be alone in a room. Right. Like that was the highlight of my week. Um, and so it's just, things are different now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, felt like I've had an opportunity to sit on quite a few and I don't know if I ever took the hour and you know except for these last two times um the first one was was kind of hard I know remember I left crying and I was still kind of vibrating a little bit from from it and and so just sitting by myself was was hard in itself and so I just know that I went outside that's what I did as I went and just I think I walked outside take that hour um and then the next one I mean, I was pondering on, do I say this or do I not? Oh, <laughs> the thing you left yeah, off? the thing yeah. I left off. So and it was like very clear It was you. very clear, you know, that I should, that I, I needed to say it, you know, and so just sitting there and, and it was just that willingness, you know, I just kind of kept saying, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. And so making the phone call. So that's what I thought about the second one for that hour, you know, it had came to me that you know, this is something that, you know, I had left off. And so, and, you know, how free do I want to be? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. But it is. It, it's a, it's, it's an hour. Hmm. It's an hour, an intentional hour by yourself. I mean, I, that's kind of hard sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially if you're not like in the bathtub or you don't have your phone, yeah. you know, you're just you. And so, uh, but it's a, it's a potent hour. It can be, for sure. Well, and I think, like, also, like, hearing you speak, I mean, I'm recognizing, like, I am the type of person who, like, once I identify the problem, I would like to immediately begin to fix it. <laughs> and so when you're taking that power hour, right, like, you've just identified several problems, all mm -hmm. of which are you. And um, we're going to take that hour to focus on that rather than <laughs> immediately start fixing it. Like, that's very painful. Yeah. Yes. That resonates. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. And I know, well, for me, I say, like, I was terrified to try to sit still. And then when I did get home and I did pretty much like what you explained, Marlena, of looking it over, making sure it was solid, um, I couldn't, I was uncomfortable with the silence because I wasn't really cool with sitting alone in my head yet. So I put on, like, some piano music on YouTube. Like, I found an hour-long video of piano music <laughs> and put that on, and it ended up being a really cool experience. So just, you know, for anybody who's listening, if you're 
intimidated by the hour of meditation, be open-minded. Yeah, I, definitely. It's intense. I think that's, that's what it is. It's a willingness and mm-hmm. open-minded and essentially moving through some honesty if need be yeah. in that moment, you know. So I think yeah. it's, it's that, awesome. taking the suggestion. Absolutely. So, is there anything on step five that we haven't talked about that you guys want to talk about or a story to share or anything like that? Yeah, I just wanted to say my favorite part in this. I mean, there's so much, but it was just one of those suggestions that's in the book that my sponsor, my sponsor, she's right here, uh, (laughs) Marlena pointed out and it just, it hit me Mm -hmm. because it really was about that and, you know, my one, you know, I left, I was crying and I think I was even a little bit mad, you know, not at her or anything. It was just like, damn, like there's more stiff. <laughs> um, was, you know, we thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Like that moment and, you know, that being pointed out to really intentionally, you know, to say thank you because that's exactly what it was about. And, you know, when she said that, you know, this is a suggestion that, you know, often gets left out or, you know, miss doesn't get, you know, put in there and saying that this is it, you know, that this is a suggestion. It just was, that's exactly what it was about. I just knew that it was just about me getting closer to my higher power and I could thank him because I know that I didn't do it, you know, I really did not. I was so scared, you know. So that part right there is just, I love it, you know, and I make sure to to say it. I don't have a specific uh, experience to share, but I think there's an aspect of uh, the fifth step that sponsors have a unique opportunity to assist with, and that is when they're taking women through a resentment inventory that has to do with um, any any type of abuse or... um, uh, like rape, any sort of trauma, you know, that that is a time where I always tell women and, and I, I would say to anyone who's listening to always defer to your sponsor on this. But for me, um, I tell women not to fill out the third and fourth columns when it comes to that, to write down the name, write down the resentment. Um, and then the fifth step is a time that we talk about that. Um, because I think it's important just to be really clear that um, when someone is truly a victim, that's not a time for them to look at their mistakes. Right. Um, And what was taught to me is that um, I'm not looking at the third and fourth column in those in those situations in terms of how I caused that to happen because I no one deserves those things. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at it is as um, how did I show up in the world as a result of what happened to me? Right. And I think that, you know, when when that was so my situation, it doesn't have to do with um, any type of abuse, but it has to do with um, my brother's death. And I wasn't there when he died, I didn't have anything to do with it, but how I showed up in the world as a result of that was really, really selfish. And so that was such a necessary experience for me to see that how I showed up in the world um, was important too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even if I was truly a victim or even if the person that you're listening to truly has victimhood in, in what they have experienced, um, taking a look at how that may have affected how they've shown up in the world can be a gift when done in the right way. And so I I think that that's an important aspect to talk about um, and to look at when you're a sponsor because the last thing I would want is a woman to walk away from her fifth step experience feeling like she had caused any of those things to happen in her life. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really glad you bring that up. That was something that 
my sponsor helped me navigate, you know, and may and she I love my sponsor. Shout out. <laughs> um, she's incredible, but um, she helped me navigate through that. And she was very clear while I was writing my four step. I didn't do fourth column um, for that instance, but she was very clear in helping me see that in that moment, it was not my fault, but then helping me to get that perspective where, you know, we're entirely ready to look or we're ready to look at it from an entirely different perspective. Um, that I went through the entire rest of my life up until the point of sharing my fist up, placing little to no value on any male life around me except for my immediate family members Mm -hmm. because of what happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know, just like a roaring tornado through the lives of other people Mm -hmm. and how just terrible I was being to these men that were also God's kids Mm -hmm. you know but in my mind every single aspect of what I was doing I justified it with that one thing Mm -hmm. you know and I mean shout out to sponsorship for helping me to to see that and have that growth and um and then to be able to share that with the women that I sponsor because I always find that the women that I because I think we're all uniquely qualified to help Mm -hmm. right but it seems like God pairs us with who we're supposed to be with Mm -hmm. you know like I can feel the connection between you guys just sitting here (laughs) with you Um, and I know it's like that with me with my sponsor I didn't know her from Adam Uh, I showed up to a meeting I needed a sponsor and there she was and then we find out later that we have all of these experiences in common you know and then God sends me the women that I can it's just this beautiful like I like to think of it as like a a chain-linked fence you know, and we're all connected, and it's this really beautiful thing. So, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, but I definitely resonate with that with what you just said. I think I shared it earlier. So it's great to to bring it up because that is a very, very important aspect of it too. Is you know we are victims that mm-hmm. you know we don't have a part in that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I too, you know, held on to it, and it had been on you know a couple of four steps, and you know it just. Yeah, I got to see that. And it was, it too, was one of those things like, why do I hate men? (laughs) Like, seriously, like, why do I hate it? And I kept noticing it. And so I finally got to see it. It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe I have some work to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I got some things to do, you know? And so that's what it was about. It was just an expansion of the healing that's happened. And I'm forever grateful for that, you know? Yeah. Well, this has been so good. So uh, my last question is, Kristen, what would you say, because Marlena answered this earlier about what she would say to someone who's maybe afraid going into their fist step. So what would you say to someone who is afraid going into their fist step? This is going to sound harsh, and I mean it with all the love in my heart. It's truly, it's life or death. It is. I mean, that's it. And the book says that, too. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's life or death. Do you yeah. want to live or do you not? And, you know, being scared, there is compassion for sure. Yeah. 100%. So much compassion. But that's just what it's about. You know, it's about being willing to go to any lengths and trust. You know, just trust. Trust the woman that is taking you through, that you too can have that. Mm. And so, but it's, that's basically kind of my experience with it. 
And that moment is knowing it was life or death. It's just life and death. I mean, in the middle of the road, keep seeking. It's just seeking. Yeah. This is us seeking when we do fifth steps. (laughs) I love it. Love it so much. All right, y'all. Well, this has been absolutely amazing for my listeners. I really, really hope that you can feel the power of the bond of this amazing relationship in these two women. And again, if you liked what you heard, share it with a friend, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, and I will see you guys on the next episode. From the Magdalene House, a recovery community for alcoholic women. We are a nonprofit organization located in Dallas, Texas, and we provide comprehensive recovery services to alcoholic women at absolutely no cost. You can learn more and support our mission at magdalenehouse.org.